0: Stay tuned for the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for Patriots and the Casey Commentary. We the people, indeed, and uh, we the people gather each and every uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. New episodes drop with the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for Patriots on Saturdays. We do something a little different. It's the Casey commentary, uh, and uh, this one, is uh, again, has to do with our um, election dysfunction. Uh, and I promised, I made a promise after 3 November 2020 that I would always continue to support former President Trump. Uh, I would do my best to resist the illegitimate president, Chairman Joe Biden, and would stay on top of this election story. Uh, the rest of the media not too interested. Uh, you have a few brave souls, and always like to give them a shout-out. Uh, of course, Steve Bannon over at the War Room, and, and all of his uh, uh, Peter Navarro, who will be on the show uh, with us next Wednesday. Peter Navarro, Dr. Navarro will be uh, on our show then. Uh, again, 100% fed up, Patty McCormick. Uh, Jim and Joe Hoft over Gateway Pundit—they are all uh, true Patriots. I just want to give them a chance. And There are many more. I just don't have time to list all of them. Uh, but it is important that we uh, keep you abreast of what's happening in the news. For instance, uh, Pennsylvania counties are refusing to count undated mail-in ballots, uh, and uh, that's for this coming election. And the state is suing there. Uh, I can tell you, in Maryland, uh, there are uh, right now you have to have a you know, on a mail-in ballot. There's going to be a signature, uh, not a signature match, but a signature must be on the ballot for it to be accepted. Uh, and there's already talk about uh, from some of the candidates, they're going to challenge any ballot that does not contain a signature. So there's going to be a lot more battles here. And look, we did not fix the problems of 3 November. Uh, all We have some states that were able uh, to do away with the mail-in ballots. We have uh, other states like Georgia that uh, kind of doubled down and uh, repeated uh, some of the horrors of the election. Uh, Arizona is trying to fix some of their electile, uh, uh dysfunction, as we call it. Uh, and, uh, in Michigan and in Pennsylvania, as we just heard. So, uh, we, we got a long way to go. Uh, but we have begun the process and here we are nearly two years after the election and we're, more evidence is being uncovered. More things are being discovered. Uh, and, uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, one of those things is the Wisconsin candidates uh, for office are calling for decertification of the 2020 election based on uh, the Mal administration, if you will, of election uh, due to the use of unconstitutional drop boxes, uh, and and the reason why they're calling for that is that a massive fraud has now been identified in Wisconsin and decided in a court of law. And specifically what we're talking about uh, is the uh, the two items that the Republican speaker, who's a friend of Paul Rhino, his name is Robin Voss, the two items he said that were needed to, to redo this election. And just days ago, the, the Wisconsin Supreme Court decided that the ballot drop box used in the state are illegal under the state statutes. Tens of thousands of ballots were inserted into these drop boxes in 2020, and the state was uh, given to Biden by much less than the amount. And there's really kind of no way of telling which ballots inserted into these drop boxes now, but we do know that drop boxes are illegal. And if anything, um, if, if you used an illegal method, uh, to vote and you, um, that's, that's, that's fraudulent. Whether a fraud was intended or not, it can be unintentional, and that's what we have here. And Speaker Voss uh, is the one. uh, He laid down the gauntlet, said, look, there are certain criteria needed for us to even consider to to decertify and redo the election, or a do-over, if you will worn into office, you cannot go back and redo the election. You, you, you just can't. Some unless people are unhappy with it. Oh, trust me, I know. Um, but I would say, if there is an overwhelming um, amount of fraud that is proven in a court of law, not just suspicion, not just something that we think happened, but that we are able to prove, um, that's the only time that you can go back and do something like that. Um, in my... And, and basically what the Wisconsin Supreme Court is saying that the drop boxes are illegal because of chain of custody. Chain of custody is very important when you're counting the vote. It, uh, it, it is important that when you go to vote in person, obviously you go and you give the uh, election judge your name. They look you up. In some states, they ask for a voter ID. In other states, they don't care, uh, like in Maryland. Um, but at least you have to go in person, vote, and your ballot, whether it's paper or whether it's machine, uh, it is accounted for because it never leaves the building. Uh, you vote, it stays in the building, it's tabulated, and then eventually it's sent to election headquarters after the vote has already been uh, tabulated. Uh, with the um, the absentee ballots, uh, same thing. Um, they are, most cases, uh, you have to request those ahead of time. Uh, you fill out your vote, you sign it and date it, and you send it back. Uh, directly to the uh, election board uh, again. Now, uh, unless somebody has steamed the envelope open uh, or has changed your vote, uh, the chain of custody is is pretty sure. The the drop boxes, however, there are too many hands. There are too many hands on these ballots. There's the person, which may be you, putting the ballot in the box, or in the case of 2000 mules, these were the mules hired by nonprofits to go out and collect or Harvest or traffic in these ballots. So you have a lot of different people with their hands on the ballots, putting them into the drop boxes. Then who's pulling them out? Well, we don't know. Uh, it's not the uh, Postal Service in many cases. In some cases, it may be. Um, in one case, and you'll hear in a second in Detroit, it was the city uh, clerk that was running around picking up these ballots in the middle of the night, dropping off at the TCF Center uh, in Detroit. So chain of custody is important, uh, and that is um, tantamount for voter integrity and security and maintaining the sanctity of the um, election. And case in point is uh, Shane Trejo uh, was working uh, at the TCF Center in Detroit on the night of the 3 November. He was working in the wee hours of the morning uh, when they stopped the count, stopped the voting, he said a white van pulls up and starts offloading ballots, uh, and just not a box or two, but uh, multiple boxes. What I saw, there was not one ballot that showed up from at least 10 p.m. Uh, or uh, let me say at least 10:30 to the 3:30 a.m. when it, um, roughly uh, the, the number that pull back. Was thirty-eight thousand ballots showed up? There were I counted over fifty different boxes of ballots that showed up all at once at three thirty a.m. Someone gave uh, an official count uh, of sixty-one. So, 61 ballots, they were all in USPS boxes. They weren't, it wasn't
1: delivered by USPS.
0: 61 boxes of ballots. Yes, yes. And it wasn't delivered by USPS necessarily. Um, It was in a van, a white van that had the city clerk's emblem on it. And the city, it said uh, Janice Winfrey, um, some tagline. So, there you have it. uh, This white van uh, coming in, several drops throughout the night, a total of 61. Uh, midnight ballots, ballots over the transom, if you will. And Michigan State Senator Pat Colbeck, uh, he talked about uh, the activities of that evening as well. Some reports indicate that there are two other vehicles there at the same time. And uh, I don't know if there's affidavits to that effect. I can t- say that me personally, I went back there and I witnessed a little um, mini panel truck, if you will, with Detroit Elections Bureau uh, regalia all over the side. It had a vehicle ID number on it. I didn't capture that, but we had other people that captured that information or uh, and the uh, license plate number associated with it. It looked legit. And inside of it were, a, and this gets into some chain of custody, Chain of custody. There's that phrase again. And that's what's so important, chain of custody. Uh, and again, if the ballots haven't been secured, uh, if uh, warehouses where the ballots are stored before they're tabulated, um, again, if they can be accessed, counterfeited. I mean, it's all very important when these ballots come in. And speaking of ballots, there have been problems uh, with ballots in some states. In fact, uh, in Arizona, 63,000 uh, ballots were sent out. Uh, that were in, in error. Uh, and uh, this was after officials ignored concerns, 63,000 supplemental ballots needed to be printed in Arizona. Also in Maricopa County, where Phoenix is located, mail-in ballots there clearly reveal the party affiliation uh, through a window in the ballot envelope, which you can see and which is illegal. You're not supposed to see party affiliation in any on any ballot whatsoever. Uh, very easy to discard Republican ballots that way. I don't think you'll see many Democrat ballots tossed in the trash. Something else that is of a great interest is that the data supporting the reported results of three November does not reconcile with data in the voting machine files. Something is very, very wrong. We're getting more evidence that the 3 November 2020 election was an absolute mess. year and a half later, we have discovered uh, something called Edison data. Uh, Edison data uh, has uh, now been dug into much deeper, and uh, two uh, data experts are looking at this data, and they've made numerous observations. But, but here's the bottom line. Uh, the Edison data uh, so far in many of the counties that they've looked at, not all, the county results reported in the Edison data, don't agree with the state uh, results. They should. They should be an exact match. So another data set to compare these results now is needed. This is where the cast vote records come in. These are inventories of votes recorded in the voting system, and they can be downloaded onto a spreadsheet. They can show all the votes and uh, for each ballot counted on the election through the election system. And, and that's why you need to have a forensic accounting. Uh yeah I think every single here's my proposal. I think we should go to voter ID. If you're going to use machines I prefer prefer the paper ballots, but if you're going to use machines they need to be calibrated uh by independent uh watchdog groups, not the machine uh the people who made the machines. Uh but you can train independent watchdog groups to do it. Uh but I do think that once and again, all about chain of custody, those ballots should never uh, I, I think we got to get rid of the practice of allowing people, uh, to traffic in ballots or have, uh, them drop off ballots or whatever we, we live in. we, we live in a group where we have a t- telescope now that can see galaxies thousands of years away. You mean to tell me we can't fix our voting system if we wanted to? Of course we could. So I think in every state after every election, um midterm election and presidential election year there should be a forensic audit conducted build it in to the budget build it into the system every election uh, and that way i think the american people have much more faith in, in their um exercise their right and their franchise uh to vote uh tina peters uh she's the colorado secretary of state that did uh able to back up her data and uh, make sure they were protected uh, she was expected to win. She was up by 20 points in her race. And some no-name Mark Zuckerberg uh person that was working for one of his, uh, uh she gets into the race and ends up winning by, f- <laughs> she made up a 35% vote deficit and actually won the primary. And so now Tina Peters, good for her, is challenging the Colorado's unbelievable, unfathomable Secretary of State primary election results will uh keep rooting for Tina she's a great uh, American patron. and in Georgia finally the Fulton County uh still can't explain its 2020 election results something stinks to high heaven in Georgia because their numbers there are not adding up as well Brian Kemp Brad Raffensperger, and the rest of the uh you know Georgia GOP right now looks like to be it's pretty corrupt and uh, I'd love to hear from the folks in Georgia How you think about it? So that's our update on the latest uh, election uh, news and the significant developments come in each and every day, and we'll continue to uh, keep you abreast of the news. Uh, Remember, uh, it is not the vote that counts; it's who counts the votes. Uh, That was always accredited to Stalin, but I don't think he actually said that. Uh, It was uh, probably another Marxist. Uh, Again, it's not the vote that counts. It's who counts the votes. And as an old friend of mine, a colleague, Ron Smith, used to say, if voting were truly important, they wouldn't let you do it anyway. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Thanks again for joining us for the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for Patriots. This has been the Casey Commentary. Join us Monday as a brand-new episode will drop all the way through election time, just about 115 days to go uh, until the big uh, midterm election is here. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Stay free.